Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. A lot of the topics over the last 998 episodes have had to do with our brain's ability to change, taking mindset shifts and behavior shifts to really change the neuroplasticity of our brain. Neuroscientists have been studying this work for generations, but researchers lately have been reevaluating their findings with a new perspective. Because many of these seminal studies and understandings underscored a process that we termed brain remapping. Basically, where our brain can reallocate one brain area that was dedicated to a certain finger or an eye to support a different finger or a different eye. Let's take blindness, for example. It's been assumed that the visual cortex becomes repurposed to support enhanced hearing, touching, smelling, or other abilities that are often displayed by individuals with blindness. But this idea goes beyond a simple adaptation or neuroplasticity because it implies a whole repurposing of brain regions. Whereas many current researchers argue that what we're often observing in these successful rehabilitation cases is not the brain creating new functions, but instead utilizing its latent capacities that have been there since birth, just underused. And this distinction seems minimal, but it's actually really important to understand, because it suggests that our brain's ability to adapt to injury doesn't typically involve commandeering new neural territories for entirely different purposes, and instead suggests that what we have been interpreting as the brain's capacity for dramatic reorganization through rewiring might actually be an example 
of its ability to refine its existing inputs. So where many of us interpret our brains as able to completely repurpose regions for new tasks, it's actually more likely that it enhances or modifies pre-existing architecture. And when I first read this research, I was like, what's the big deal? It's not that different. But there is this implication that the brain's adaptability is marked not by this infinite potential for change, but by strategic and efficient use of its existing resources and capacities. While neuroplasticity is real, and it's a powerful attribute of our brain, but instead of considering it a boundless, magical creation of anything... We need to focus on the power of training and learning and practicing because honing and practicing and repeated behavior is the real mechanism of neuroplasticity. For a blind person to develop acute echolocation skills or for a stroke survivor to relearn motor functions, intensive repetitive training is required. This learning process is a testament to the brain's remarkable but constrained capacity for plasticity. It's a slow and incremental journey that demands persistent effort and practice. And I think the point of this distinction really comes down to the fact that there really aren't shortcuts or fast tracks for much, especially not for our brain adaptations. The idea that we can quickly unlock hidden brain potential or tap into these vast unused reserves of brilliance is more wishful thinking than it is reality. This is why it's really important to understand the true nature and the limit. That way we have realistic expectations and approaches when it is time to tap into that brain's plasticity. Because as amazing as it is that we can adapt our brains, we do have to recognize there are inherent constraints to that. And recognizing that helps us appreciate the hard work between every recovery story and every adaptation story. And it helps us to adapt our own strategies accordingly. I know I'm guilty of hearing these stories and feeling like the brain is a magical, transformative creature, but in reality, the path to neuroplasticity is one of dedication, resilience, and gradual progress. And I feel like it's exciting because for so long, we've kind of been taught that humans are born with a number of neurons and synapses and connections. And as we get older, they simply die off or we use them up. But as time goes on and research gets better, we're finally starting to recognize that we can make changes and further develop our brains. The more consistent attention we put on this muscle, the stronger it gets. And to me, that's really empowering because as individuals, we can sometimes feel helpless in a big, giant world with a ton of different problems. And it's nice to know we can actually take control of our own experience, at least internally, that can actually change the structure of our brains which means the structure of our experiences, for the better. If you imagine your brain as a colossal power grid, there are billions of pathways lighting up every time that you think, you feel, or you do. And even sleeping here is doing so all the time. But putting neuroplasticity into action means you're going to be carving new pathways while strengthening the best of the existing ones and trying not to reinforce the pathways that you'd rather avoid. And it does help me personally to think of it like a pathway. The first hundred or so times you walk through the woods, there's going to be a lot of clearing to do and it's going to feel like an uphill battle. But eventually the road will become a little more comfortable to walk on because you will have created a path by continually walking on that path. And then eventually the more that you use it and the more you repeat activities on that particular pathway, 
the faster and easier it will be to retain that pathway in its own right, which is inherently less stressful. And I have a blog post from Atlassian, which I've linked in the show notes with different ways that you can help increase your neuroplasticity, but I'll share some of them with you now. Starting with the importance of eating. Your brain makes up a tiny proportion of your total body weight, but it uses a quarter of everything you eat. There are brain foods like walnuts and blueberries and avocado and vitamin-rich foods, specifically vitamin D and magnesium, that can help create a more satisfied and less exhausted brain. Speaking of exhausted, don't forget that rest is productive. A good night's sleep is absolutely important, but there's evidence that a short afternoon nap of around 20 minutes can elevate your neuroplasticity potential even further by encouraging the growth of dendritic spines, which act as a crucial connectors between the neurons in your brain. I also liked this tip to not let the workday linger, because like muscle building, we need downtime in order to work properly. So practice a closing the day ritual that prioritizes reflection and gratitude for small wins, but making an actual hard stop to the end of your day, whether that be with a Slack message to everyone saying, great work today, see you tomorrow, or simply tidying your desk and getting ready for tomorrow. Anything you can do to send your brain the signals that it's okay to leave work and unplug for the evening. Other things that can expand your neuroplasticity are learning a new language, using your non-dominant hand to do things, learning to juggle, learning a new skill like playing chess, or new vocabulary words. Taking a dance class where you're learning the same thing as someone else also creates a sense of community, connection, and improves our neuroplasticity. The beauty is that the options are endless, and it's up to you how you want to work out the most important muscle you have. That ass. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Your brain. It's your brain. It's been your brain. I met your brain the whole time. Anyway, I love you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow for day 1000. Can you believe it? I have a real fun change in pace planned, so stay tuned for that. Either way, uh, I'll talk to you then. Thanks for being here. Bye, beautiful. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com